What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, we talk Patrick Mahomes' 10-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs, NBA Fire Festival situation, and then we have a great conversation with Will Raymond. He's on Team Bayheim's Army in the basketball tournament. Really cool conversation about how the bubble works, how that's all going. And then we rank appetizers. Yes, the greatest food on this earth is the appetizer. We rank them all. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankle! What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? So, what's on my mind today? Um, I wanted to break a little news to start the episode because... Did you not hit the record button? <laughs> I didn't hit record on Zoom, but Just... we don't need anything in the beginning. Okay. We keep it right, let me Let me intro that. I saw Abe. that, and then I saw the red button pop up. Yeah. <clears throat> Three, two... Abe, what is on your mind today? So, on my mind today, um, I'm not doing too great. Uh, I wanted really? to I wanted to break some news as well. Uh, so, this past weekend, July 4th, actually it was just yesterday, but I was playing spike ball on the beach with some friends. Went 6-0. and Just wanted to throw that in there. I've got a mean left hand. But uh, I took one bad step in a later game and uh, totally threw my back out. I'm talking like 45-year-old, your dad complains about having back pain, and I've never sympathized with that person more than I do right now. So I cannot really walk. So I wanted to break the news on the pod before Woj got to it that unfortunately I will not be joining the New Jersey, the Brooklyn Nets in Orlando in the bubble and suiting up for them. Um, I know they're desperate for players, but due to a back injury, I will be sitting out of the NBA restart. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I actually was dealing with back problems at the beginning of quarantine. It's no joke. It's not a joke. It makes you not really want to get out of bed in the morning, but I've got some stretches and exercises we can talk about after the pod. I'm still available. I don't know how my fans would feel about me going to play for the Nets, being a Knicks fan. It's a business. It's a business. Yeah, it's a business. There's been players. There's been Eagles who've played for the Cowboys. Ravens who's played for the Steelers. Gotta it do happens. what you got to do. Right. DeAndre Jordan. I could be the DeAndre Jordan of this year. Replace him in his role. In bigger news than your back injury, no offense to your back, Patrick Mahomes signs a 10-year extension worth a half billion dollars for the Kansas City Chiefs. He'll be there for 12 seasons because he already has two years left on his deal. We talked about this initially. Now more details have come out. The deal is extremely team-friendly, to say the least, with major incentives. What was the word they were using? That uh, Guaranteed mechanisms. Yeah, and and everyone trying to act like, oh, that's a great deal. Like, if you didn't Google guaranteed mechanisms, you're a, a bold-faced liar. <laughs> I still yeah, don't get it. I still don't get it. I think it's pretty much... I think it's just, just a fancy word for incentives. A hundred percent, because the mechanisms were AFC Championship, Super Bowl, and MVP. So, Which, well, he'll get a bunch of those. 
Mahomes signs that deal. Let's discuss. Yeah, I mean, originally we got into a rapid reaction pod, and before we even hopped on the, the IG Live, I FaceTime you and you go, so what do you think? And you go, well, this is the worst contract in NFL history. Um, and I called you ignorant because you said that without even knowing a single number on the deal. It could have been 10 years for $100 million and you would have... But, and okay. you would, but, we knew it was. But I'm going to let you start because you're the one that's that said this is the worst deal in NFL history, and I think you have to retract that statement. I don't have to retract that statement at all. I'm going to completely stick to my guns. So you're double original down. St- I'm, it's not as much a double down. I'm double downing on a very specific thing i said about the contract i feel like you with this contract is kind of me with the 49ers from last year not i, at I all. went out in front of it not at all it, it looked ugly I'm at not, first and then i just had to ride it out and it continued to get not at and all uglier. because i haven't said the chiefs won't be successful all i've done is point out that taking up a large percentage of the cap as a quarterback can be prohibiting your team from success in the future. But I'm not saying which the Chiefs is a fact, Which is a fact. Right, which is a fact. I'm, and I'm actually not saying the Chiefs. I haven't gone your route and said, this contract's so bad that the Chiefs won't win a Super Bowl. Mahomes is going to stink. I'm not saying any of that. Oh, with the Niners, where you just kept saying double oh, stuff. Well, they, yeah, after. I mean, they definitely fell short of expectations last year. Exactly. Lost Super Bowl. All I'm saying is the contract makes no sense to give a 10-year deal. It's the first 10-year deal in 17 seasons because... Ten-year deals don't work when you give them to quarterbacks. The chances that your quarterback lasts for ten years very slim. This is actually essentially a twelve-year deal. We know there's ways to get out, et cetera, et cetera. But my whole thesis behind why this is a bad deal: ten years extremely unnecessary to give a ten-year contract. All that's going to do is put you in a bad spot in eight, nine years. Uh, because why not give him a five-year max deal? He had two years left in the contract. You said maybe it's because. Then he would walk on the Chiefs, potentially. He's not going to play two more years without guaranteed money. We know that for a fact, right? So why not give him a five-year deal? If after five years, they've won two Super Bowls, they've won a Super Bowl, all things are great in Kansas City, he's the mayor of the city. He's the mayor of the state. They're going to give him that same exact blank check deal, another five-year deal, right, if all things are great. Let's say Mahomes, without the weapons, without defense, Andy Reid retires, and five more years, maybe picks up another injury. Let's say he's nowhere near where he is now, a la Aaron Rodgers. Like, there's been quarterback Peyton Manning's career kind of fell off a cliff, right? He had that 50 touchdown well, season he had in Denver. Neck surgeries, but okay. It, exactly. And Mahomes got hurt this year, obviously on completely different levels. Point is, it would have given the Chiefs an out. I know we think in the moment, recency bias, why would they want an out as Patrick Mahomes? But I just, the reason why I think it was terrible. It seemed completely unnecessary because he had two years left and he couldn't walk. That's what I think. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that the contract will last 10 years? Because from my standpoint, from my point of view, the 10 years notion behind it is the biggest fake news out there. (laughs) Because he's going to be making $45 million a year. He's He's taking no bigger cap hit than he was going to in these next two years. So then it becomes... Something in around like March of 2022, he starts getting up to like 60 or or, or 140 million in guaranteed at what it is what it was. Mm-hmm. When when the NFL strikes a new TV deal, which is in a few years, the cap is going to go crazy because there's going to be excess all this revenue and there's going to be a bigger revenue split between the owners and the players. At that point, let's let's mark him down for one more Super Bowl. Let's mark him down. Yeah. 
right. Patrick Mahomes will have all the leverage in the world because he gave this team-friendly deal to go back to the negotiating table and to strike a new deal. I see no way this deal lasts 10 years. The reason why I don't think 10 years is a bad deal, because it gives the Chiefs a lot of flexibility to plan years in advance how they're going to allocate their money because they know how much money their quarterback is going to cost. When you when you have a contract that's coming up with a quarterback in a few years, that's the biggest unknown with a football organization. You don't know how much money he's going to get. Therefore, it's hard to plan out how much to pay for weapons, how much to pay for an offensive line. Having that flexibility and knowing how much he's going to cost that much down the road allows them to plan out their rosters for years down the road. And then when Pat Mahomes gets to the table again, he understands what roster they have and what they have in place. And then he can maybe take a little bit more money because he knows he'll have the weapons already in place. So that's why I don't think the 10 years is that bad. But at the same time, I think they'll be right back at the negotiating table in five years. Also, why I think this is such a great deal for 10 years is because Andy Reid's behind it. Because he is the quarterback. For how much who, longer? There were rumors he could have retired after the Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes Pat Mahomes went to Andy Reid. I just found this out. Went to Andy Reid before he signed this contract and says, I need a guarantee that you're not going anywhere. Andy Reid said he has no plans to go anywhere till at least Patrick Mahomes. He has desire to coach into his early 70s. I think he's 62 years old. So Andy Reid isn't going anywhere. Andy Reid's not going anywhere. The thing with Andy Reid is he did this with Donovan McNabb. He has experience. He was able to plan out the Eagles. Listen, he was able to plan out the Eagles rosters years in advance. Now, Donovan McNabb is 10%, if that, the quarterback that Patrick Mahomes was. And you can look at the success that Andy Reid had with the Eagles. He couldn't get over the hump, but he was always constantly in the mix, winning division titles, getting to the NFC Championship game, losing in the NFC Championship game. But the upgrade from Donovan McNabb to a guy like Patrick Mahomes is that much different. Well, I think the 10 years is a perfect deal for both sides. Absolutely. Let me just put in perspective what signing a quarterback to this level means, right? We're obsessed with Mahomes right now. And it annoys me because I actually root for Mahomes. People think I root against him because of Lamar. I I really don't. He's one of the most fun quarterbacks to watch. He really is. And maybe he'll dominate us forever. Who knows? But think about this, right? We're talking about how great Patrick Mahomes is. Patrick Mahomes was down in the playoff games 24-0 to the Texans, right? He brought them back. But how did he bring them back? Kelsey had multiple touchdowns. Tyreek's huge. Who threw him that touchdown? Hold on. Hold on. Let me get to my point. Tyreek's huge. Watkins is huge. And we can't sleep on the defense. Tyram was back there. Chandler Jones is on the line. Like, they had pieces, right? And they, they drafted a couple younger guys, which is helping them out. Down 24 nothing in that game. They fall down double digits in, that, in the AFC Championship to the Titans. They fall down double digits in the Super Bowl. And he's huge for them. But if Sammy Watkins doesn't burn Richard Sherman, they don't take the lead. If Damian Williams isn't massive for them, they don't take the lead. They don't win the game. If Tyreek Hill doesn't catch that third and 15 bomb, and realistically, how many players in the world are getting open on that pass? Not many. And the defense has to hold, right? Because if the Texans keep scoring, they're up 24-0. The game's over, no matter how many points Mahomes scores. My point is Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, Damian Williams, uh, Tyran. Jones, you just can't keep these guys for that long when you sign a guy to that amount. Rodgers' targets went from, he had Jordy Nelson and Cobb and all those guys, and now it, it fell apart because they invested in defense. You have to be so particular in what you choose. It really frightens me. Not of what does Mahomes look like without 
Travis Kelsey. He'll still be a superstar. My point is, it's so hard to win a Super Bowl. And it took every one of those big-name players to get them over the hump. Mahomes led the charge. Andy Reid's a great play caller. But they're one play away in multiple games. And that player is not going to be there during the course of this 10-year deal, 5-year deal, etc. They return all 22 this guy this year. This is a massive opportunity for them. Obviously, we're with the fans. But I just want to be clear. Like I think they'll probably get one. But by no means do I think it's a lock that they win a Super Bowl on that deal. I think it is an absolute lock that they win a Super Bowl on I that think deal. I can say that. Because I look to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a different breed. I don't know if I you think can we're, say that. No, no, he is. The... No, 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 he is. In his, first, in his rookie year, he threw 50 touchdowns. In his second year, he led them to the AFC Championship game and was probably in a— In his rookie year, he didn't play. You know what? In his in his first year playing, in his first year playing, in his first year playing, he went to yeah. Then he did the fifty years. But 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 listen, listen. That's exactly my point, Abe. Is look at the AFC Championship. How good was he? Right? How good was he? And they still lost that game because they didn't have all the pieces. It's such a more wholesome game than a game like he was carrying the twenty fifth ranked defense that AFC Championship game, and then became a pre stat penalty away. From that, from the Super Bowl, and I think we can both agree he was good. What is? What does he mean? That's your point. My point is, it takes every little player. The fact that he's, they'll never have a top defense again. They'll never have Tyreek, Kelsey, Damian, all those guys again. It's just impossible with the with the contract. Is it because the 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 contract's not signed to the not sell to the salary cap? So when the cap goes up, Mahomes is locked into that number, and then all the money is used to allocate elsewhere. You ready for this? I heard this on ESPN this morning, and I couldn't agree more. In 10 years or whatever, the Michael Jordan-LeBron conversation will be the same conversation we're having between Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, where Patrick Mahomes is going to be by far and away the greatest talent we've ever seen, undeniably like LeBron James is, and he'll have a few less rings, but then Tom Brady stands will have that, oh, he has six rings argument. When realistically, the things that Patrick Mahomes is doing this early in his career— Brady wasn't even doing close to that. Brady was having his defenses carry him to the early parts of his Super Bowl and really wasn't becoming that 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 pass, backbone. Court. I mean, yes, agreed, but also take into account, be fair, type of league, passing league, scoring, defensive 100%. penalty, all that stuff. Yeah, but I agree. Like, you want to hear the craziest stat is go look at Marino's stats from the year he did it and he matched Mahomes' stats. In that era, that's even nuttier. But yeah, dude, Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable. But I just, we got to pump the brakes because Aaron Rodgers was a thing. He was that thing. It was Aaron Rodgers. It was Aaron Rodgers to Brady. It was. It was. I but think Mahomes is above that. I, I think, think he is. I think he's way above that. And I think you have to look at the outstanding circumstances of what Patrick Mahomes, not outside of Patrick Mahomes that the Kansas City Chiefs have, and the fact that he has one of the greatest offensive minds as a, as a head coach in Andy Reid. I think Definitely that's the helps. big difference that's maker. That's the unique thing here right Rodgers was with McCarthy that's almost like LeBron with every bad coach versus Belichick Brady MJ and Phil Jackson right that's what always complicates it now you get you even the playing field with Andy Reid it definitely makes things interesting I'm just nervous he's on the big deal now not this year so this year is another great opportunity not the year after that no but it it does start to same amount of same amount of cap hit in the next two years but uh, that can't be possible because he makes twenty six million from the rookie deal. From the rookie deal, 
Pers- he has like $28 million left, I believe, on these right. next two and years. Right, and it's four this year and 24 the next year. It's, it's bizarre. Details of it. We'll look into it, but... Nonetheless, listen, bottom line is when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, there's nothing bad about keeping him on your team for that long. Agreed. Especially Agreed. knowing how much quarterback contracts have increased in value. I think, like, what, eight, ten years ago or something? I don't even know what it was. Eli Manning or someone was the highest-paid quarterback at, like, $12 million a year. If Patrick Mahomes in five years is still making $45 million, he's not going to be a top-five-paid quarterback in the league. You're going to have Lamar Jackson. You're going to have Deshaun Watson. Cross your fingers. You're going to have Dak Prescott. You're going to have <laughs> Joe Burrow. You're going to have Kyler Murray. You're going to have all these guys to next man up, Whereas, and they'll be of that big – that much bigger of a cap where the Chiefs can spend elsewhere. I think you look at this deal, and it is the perfect deal for both parties involved. Patrick Mahomes, and he even said that himself. He wanted to be financially stable. I mean, he got that and then some for future generations, as well as he wanted to leave flexibility for the Chiefs to be able to do something, and I think he did that. We will see. That's the fun thing about sports. You actually get to find out what what's going to happen. I would just love, I wish we had this podcast like during the Rodgers years, right? I just will always relate it to that because Aaron Rodgers, he's crazy and also ranked number three quarterback, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, I actually, this wasn't in the plans, but I just remembered it and we have to talk about it um, without joking about it. Also, Deshaun Jackson um, made some, I mean, he posted something to his story and obviously this hits home way harder for us than maybe most people out there were both Jewish and he posted a Hitler quote. So I don't really want to break down the whole, should he be cut or like what's all that good stuff. Uh, it's more just like it's bullshit. Number one, that you could be so ignorant, especially during these times. And then number two, I'm kind of disappointed in the NFL's reaction, right? Because Jewish, I mean, we make I don't up, think there like, hasn't been that big of a reaction yet. Right now, it's really, there's just been a statement from the NFL. There's that's my point. Statement. But look there's, at look at what happened when Drew Brees said something. And Drew Brees' comments were extremely tone deaf. He's, a la- he's entitled to his opinion. I actually feel strongly about that. But extremely tone deaf. But when he posted that, and then not a single NFL player says anything, and then Steven Jackson, who's been this whole thing in Minnesota, doubles down on it, that's extremely disappointing. The Eagles, what, owner and GM are both Jewish, which makes things extremely So are 75% of the people that buy Deshaun Jackson jerseys in Philadelphia. I have one hanging in my closet right now as an Eagles fan and as a Jew. Yeah, so, so I mean, you, what do you think? Like, I mean, I mean, the only thing to think is, is just pure and utter ignorance. No matter what, aside from what your political views are, what you think about what's going on in the world right now, there's no other way to, to describe this because... Deshaun Jackson even admitted he didn't know the ramifications of what he's posting, which I'm I'm willing to give Deshaun Jackson the benefit of the doubt that he's not that stupid. There's one, there's many lines you don't cross, but the one major line that is just a no go for everyone involved is something revolving Adolf Hitler. Bottom line, like like it's almost laughable. I want to talk about what the Eagles are going to do as an organization because as a fan, I know what they've done in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. Both were giving Michael Vick a chance, a second chance. They, I know people who who won't even like who don't like me for being an Eagles fan because they support Michael Vick. So they gave him a chance. Um, and the thing is, you he he committed a crime. He did his sentence. The justice system that we're supposed to be in, supposed to, 
is that when you do the time, when you do the crime, you do the time, and then it shouldn't prohibit you, prohibit you from getting jobs later on in life. Um, obviously, that's not how it works. But Michael Vick was an obvious circumstance because he's a football player. Um, and then you look to Riley Cooper, which we all know what happened with him, and whether or not you agree with it, I know I didn't. He he essentially got a slap on the wrist, and then the Eagles gave him a five-year, twenty-five million dollar contract. So the thing is with the Eagles. I don't think you're going to see Deshaun Jackson getting cut or anything. They're way more of a, okay, you you fucked up. You have to show us with your actions. And as an Eagles fan and as a Jew, um, first off, I don't necessarily think Deshaun Jackson's a big part of our plans, like a make or break for our season next right, year. Right. So not even excluding that part. But um, it's you see these apologies from Deshaun Jackson. You see these... The thing is, the Eagles' statement doesn't match up with their actions thus far. They're saying, by no way they don't condone this, yada, yada, yada. They they, they wholeheartedly disagree with Deshaun Jackson and are putting him away. But you're keeping the guy around. I'm not saying you're going to cut him. because and I'm not saying not to cut him. I'm holding in my, my opinion because I don't want to step on any toes, something like that. But... The Eagles historically have been an organization that maybe either turn a blind eye or give second chances, but, I mean, something has to be done, and it has to be actual actions, whether it's Deshaun Jackson taking classes, whether it's a fine suspension. In my opinion, it has to be more than a fine or suspension. It has to be physical actions to show that he doesn't think this way and it was just out of pure ignorance. But, I mean, I saw this and I was just like, how fucking stupid can you be? That my that initial, was my major reaction with it. Yeah, my initial reaction was probably like, not he needs to be cut, but something serious needs to be done. And then obviously did some research and listened to other people's thoughts. And I kind of landed on, I don't mind if they keep him around and they educate and use it to push forward. That's the whole goal behind all of the kneeling, behind everything that happens is... It's not even about second chance. It's more about let's educate and let's teach. I'm really just disappointed that, I mean, the Jewish community fully supports African-American athletes in the, in the fullest. Like you said, 75% Dude, we're both Jewish and we talk about right. sports 24 That's hours a day. That's all we right? And we love African-American athletes. We have them on the pod. Like, they bring us such joy. And when this shit happens, we're right there defending them. And not a si- – I didn't see a single – Tweet the Matthew and Barry tweet. Single, like where what Matthew, where, Matthew Barry tweeted, where are where are NFL players right now denouncing Deshaun Jackson? If you're gonna right. if you're gonna promote you're equality for Breeze, one, you gotta yeah. promote equality for all. Right. So where how do Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, and Jewish lives don't matter anymore? Like that, it was bullshit, and that I think that's that's the only way to summarize it. Uh, but right, let's have some more fun on this pod. I'm okay with the education. So DJX be better. All right. To the fire festival <laughs> that's taking place in Orlando. Whew. I mean, those meals, man. You said it yourself. You would you would eat that. First shit. off. <laughs> first off, they look fire. I'm not gonna say fire. They look like airplane food. Right. Second off, let's be honest. When you call your room and they go, Who am I speaking with? And they say, Troy Daniels, they look to a list. <laughs> And they, they say, can't okay, find you on the list because I didn't know Troy Daniels was on the list. They say, Lakers. okay, you get airplane food. <laughs> and then Paul George calls up, look to the list. Yes, sir, we'll have a chef right up to your room in a few minutes. <laughs> That's how this is going down. If you think that every player going to the bubble, LeBron James, Giannis, Joel Embiid, 
um, all these superstars, if you think they're getting that meal that Troy Daniels ate last night, you are so out of your skull insane. If you think they're all going to have that same room that Troy Daniels had. All right, time out. You actually think they're being put in different rooms based off stature and getting different meals? Or you just think they're going to have better meals as a whole? This is the NBA. You're, you're about a conspiracy, this. This isn't you? a conspiracy. This is the NBA the LeBron we're James about. is not getting a different meal than Troy Daniels. What Yo, is going to happen? You think LeBron James is eating what Troy Daniels ate for dinner last night? Okay, so the next Mark three Stein's months? timeout, timeout, 30-second timeout on the floor. Mark Stein said this is for the first 48 hours as they self-quarantine and get their tests as they arrive, okay? So that's first 48, and then they're going to get better food and service, etc., and we just talked to Will, who is coming up in the pod later, about how they can get delivery. I swear you're to God. Talking, LeBron, now you're comparing the TBT to the NBA. Yeah. No, no. But I'm saying like oh, they're going so to be able to get delivered. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. LeBron, Giannis, all these guys, they're going to get stuff delivered. I think the biggest and most crazy part about the meal was like, these are professional athletes. That's not going to get it done. Not even on taste. There were 450 quantity. calories on that platter. <laughs> Right. Are they going on a diet? We're going to see the skinniest players of all time. Yeah, there, there is no way that that is what's going down um, in the bubble. There will be LeBron will be having no different diet than he does in his L.A. home. Right. I'm sure his chef is Taco coming with Tuesday, him. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, everything. If you think Anthony Davis is eating that, you're out of your skull. But, I mean, it's it's dope that these players. I like players, that out of your skull saying. I like that It's one. dope that these players are actually putting on. So we're getting a live look I into was it. Just I saw what you tweeted. Yeah. I saw what you tweeted. If you're an NBA player and you're not providing behind the scenes content, you're actually missing out on the biggest opportunity of your career in form of social and branding. And if I'm sitting in the 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 seat, if I'm freaking Devin Booker, all I'm doing is content. I'm YouTubing. I'm Instagram living. I'm chilling with the boys playing video games. They have no shot. It doesn't matter. They're getting paid. They just have to be there. This is such a prime opportunity. It would be such a waste if they did that. And then number two, I sent you that uh, Instagram graphic. Apparently, it's like 450 bucks a day to get a press pass, and they're limited. I did more research. Couldn't find anything. I would 1,000% pay $500 to be one of the eight media members. I think, in Derek, in the, I think Derek would let us in the circle, right? So do they get one person? I don't know. But I'm down yeah. to ride with Derek. I'm not sure. Also, shout out WNBA. I mean, they Yeah, just, you want to talk about a real fire You want to talk about a real fire I saw the laundry fire. room. I thought it was bad. Then they had worms on the floor okay. of their hotel The laundry rooms. room. Uh, we were texting about this last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Laundry room. What, what do you What do you care? If your clothes the are clean, your clothes room. are clean. Well, I mean, I will say this. You First off, what are you NBA getting clean? Like, it's just like you think the NBA players are doing their laundry? Fuck no. You think the WNBA right. players are doing the laundry? No, they have people for that. Mm, I don't know. Do you think our girls, Meg and Pella, are literally walking their, their hamper down to the laundry room? Come on. <laughs> it's a funny concept in the There's, in there's, the there's no way. But, so I mean, their rooms is a little different. I mean, oh, the Terrence Ross room. Are we picking room, up the wings, by the way? Huh? Are we, are we not, not like Buffalo Wings? It's right the Dallas, the Dallas Wings. Are we rooting? Are we changing our allegiance for the tournament? Is it a tournament or a season? It's like a very shortened season. We'll, we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it. All right, Snapback fam. We will have Ranked coming up after the break. But first, we are going to talk to 
Will Raymond Beheim's army playing in the basketball tournament. Really fun interview. Check it out now. Snapback fam, we have a guest on today's show. His name is Will Raymond, and he is part of Beheim's army in the basketball tournament, which the acronym TBT is sick, but the basketball tournament being the name of the tournament, they probably could have gotten a little more creative in my opinion. But what's going on, man? Just chilling out here in the bubble, um, <laughs> bored, uh, but you know, being able to play basketball is awesome, so. Speaking of the acronym, I've actually seen people like on television refer to it as the TBT, which if you break it down mm. is the the basketball tournament, <laughs> yeah, which is that, just like a botch in general. That's not going to be a good point. Uh, so you're stuck in Ohio. You're playing in the tournament. And normally the tournament is, uh, I mean, a countrywide thing. Texas was potentially going to have a team. That's where I went to school. So I was kind of bummed that. Uh, not everyone could make it, but you're really the first U.S. live basketball that we've seen since this whole coronavirus. So we wanted to hear, like, what's it like? What are the systems, processes, all that good stuff? Yeah, so so pretty much um, for my for our team, like, you got to arrive four days before your first game um, uh, because you got to go through, like, a series of tests. Like, when you're at home. I think three days before you come, like they send you uh, two at-home tests that you have to take, and you got to pass that to even like fly here or or drive here, or whatever. Um, and then once you get here, uh, you have to take a you have to take another test, um, and then you, you know you have to go through like security and stuff like that. Make sure you don't like have any weapons or anything, like because you're gonna be in a bubble, you know. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then like you pretty much get checked in your room, and then every single day from then on to your game, you get tested. Um, and, and you get your results back in the next like 18 to 24 hours. So it's like really nerve wracking. Um, like, oh shit. And then if, if, if your, if your team like is together and one person tests positive, then the whole team is eliminated. So like, my question is, how is, how is the, I almost just said the TBT. How is TBT <laughs> doing this pretty efficiently from what I've heard? Like the protocols are, everything's going well down there, but the MLB, a way bigger organization <laughs> Is having trouble getting their test results back in eight days. That just blows my mind. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, like um, my um, my aunt, uh, like, is a she's like a lawyer for CVS, and like the and Vault is like the company that we're that we're using, and like she's never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they get your, the results back so quickly. So like, I don't know, maybe maybe the, I don't know. It's just like the it's best crazy. company ever. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> speaking heard... of results, speaking Wait. of results, when hold on, Jack, when when you Google Will Raymond. The first link that comes up, it says Bayheim's Army new guy Will Raymond colon scrappy defender, rebounder, shooter, COVID survivor. So you've you've had it already? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was terrible. Like I, I had it during my uh, during the conference championship game, I think, because I was like feeling. Oh, kind so of early sick on. Yeah, like way way wow. early. Yeah, wow. like way early. Um. Yeah, so it, it was bad. Like, I was, you know, I was really sick, but uh, I got over it and I was fine. That's part of your basketball scouting <laughs> report, clearly. Yeah, Wait. No, I don't, know why, I don't know why they put that in there. It's the first link that pops up when you Google your name. So yeah, there's rumors crazy. that it's kind of like the chicken pox where you can't get it again. What did your yeah. doctors tell you? I think that's false news. Fake news. Yeah, no, yeah. My, well, one of my, like, not friends, but, like, some kid I know just got it again. So, like, I okay. think you can, um, but, I, like... Like I've been fine, 
So and these tests, I've heard the test they they stick something and it's like essentially touching your brain. Is that the test you take every day? No, no, no. Okay. This is like okay. it's like you like spit in like a tube like this big, and you gotta like fill it all up with spit. So like it's <laughs> it's it's not That's as bad true. as the first one, but like <laughs> you know like you know yeah. I don't know. So have there been guys since you've been down there? Because I'm I'm very skeptical about in regards to the NBA that it will start, but I don't think that it'll finish. I think they'll shut it down. Have there been cases where, like you said, you're getting tested every day or every two days where guys are testing positive and having to pull out of the game? Yeah, no. So pretty much like there's been four teams, I think, eliminated because one dude tests positive on each team. Um, oh, the whole team gets chalked. Yeah. Whole, yeah, like like so like if, if, they, if they practice together or like if they're around each other, then like you're done like you're out so do like, they give them a wow. second chance test because yeah aren't there a lot of false negatives yeah th- th- there was one team um a dude tested positive and then um he took it again and it was negative so like that could be that kind too. of electric <laughs> imagine like game three of the nba finals mm-hmm. and like Giannis tests positive on the day off and then they're like they test them again, and they do like a whole NBA lottery review. I was gonna say there would be there would be a, a TV special for ratings, so ESPN can make money, like yeah. Giannis's test results. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, would, you, would you not be tuned in? Yeah, no. The the, the I, crazy yeah. the craziest thing about this test is like it if you're asymptomatic, it gives you like it tells you if you had it eight days ago. So like mm. theoretically, like you could get to the semis or whatever, and you could test positive, and your team could be kicked. And you. And is that test more so saying you could have had it eight days ago and you just didn't have the symptoms? Yeah. Wow. So, like, I wonder if there's a little, like, conspiracy. I mean, this is just how my brain works. Um, (laughs) If there's, like, a little conspiracy, like, one guy gets it on maybe, like, the 15 seed and they know their team's done, but they're just like, yo, go cough on someone on overseas elite. (laughs) Let's let's try and get that bounced. That would be a good strategy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, coming from someone who got it, you probably appreciate the virus way more than a lot of people who haven't. It, it's impacted a ton of people, but not everyone's seen it firsthand. So uh, there were not rumors, but there's some doctors and analysts who say, you know, this could impact lungs forever. Or it could. What are your post? I mean, you're playing in the tournament. Yeah. You look good. You feel good. Like, yeah. how, pause what's that. <laughs> no I, i'm good like i i feel i feel perfect like i, I don't like per- personally like I, I feel lucky that i'm good but like i know a lot of people yeah. like have been messed up for like months so it's crazy yeah, i don't know so i was tuned in ahead of uh the podcast because i wanted to check you out and i tuned in first quarter you come off the bench um and then I like was eating my lunch. I look up and they're looking at a flagrant foul. Is that you who, uh, Abe, do you know the guy from Purdue? The tall, his name's Haas. Yeah. He, yeah. I think uh, Will might have thrown an elbow at him yesterday. No, no, no. He, he threw an elbow at me. Oh, he I, elbowed you in the face. Yeah, I was on the ground for, for a little bit. <laughs> But uh, that's yeah. that's scrap. I got back. They ruled, it, they ruled it a flagrant. No, no it was just a, like a common foul. Like it was just a charge. So, I mean, it, like it, it helped us. Though. Like we got extra possession. So, that's a, yeah. so, so you, we, you got yeah. the dub. Who do you who do you guys play next? Uh, we play sideline cancer next. When do you play them? Uh, we play Saturday at four. OK, Saturday yeah. at four. Pretty cool to be playing on, you know, ESPN and stuff. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely definitely been good. You know, a lot of. A lot of love, um, getting a lot of love from people back home and stuff. So, um, yeah. 
Speaking of which, you you obviously played at Colgate, but you're playing on a team that's primarily guys made up from Syracuse. How did that come about? How did you get to join this team? Yeah, so um, at first I was going to play on a team called like the Brooklyn Vultures. Like they're just a you know team out of the city, but our uh, like we didn't make the cut for 24. And so I asked my coaches at Colgate if like they knew anybody um, that uh, that that like needed me on on their team or whatever. And um, so my coaches reached out to a couple people and. My assistant Pat Moore, um, he uh, he hit up one of his, one of his buddies at Syracuse that is actually the GM of this team, and they didn't need me at first, but then um, they said that they they could add like another person, and um, and then they called me, uh, and then I, I just said I was you know going to be in, um, and then actually uh, Chris McCullough and Tyler Lydon ended up dropping out, um, so it just gave me more minutes, uh, so. Have you guys discussed as a team like what you're going to do with the winnings if you win? And like, like, like someone that's putting up 15 a game, maybe they get a little bit more of the pot than maybe a 12th man that doesn't really get any tick. No, uh, we're, we're all splitting it evenly. Um, which there we is, go. You know, it's just good. So. <laughs> and you're yeah, using yeah. this as a showcase to go play in the NBA or overseas, but I didn't even think about the prize. Yeah. What's the it's difference? Because like. I've, like Devendorf, right? He's one of the better players on our team. Is he looking to play overseas or get back to the league, or is this more of just like a potential payday for him versus you? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know if he's trying to play anymore. But like I noticed that he hasn't played for like I don't know, I think four or six years or something. Right. Um, but uh, so I'm just guessing, like you know, he's just doing because he loves basketball. You know, you can get some money out of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like for me, like it'd be a great way to start off my pro career. You know, with 100, 120 grand, like. <laughs> So, that, that's uh, what it comes out to. Yeah, something that's like that. Not too bad. Yeah. So, Abe, did you know Joe Johnson is in the tournament this year? That doesn't seem very fair to me. Right. That like normally it seems like it's it's high level college guys who've like kind of fallen out of the league. This dude was dominating the big three, got a contract in the NBA. Who else are the top players in the tournament? Um, I don't know if you guys remember Isaiah Austin. Uh, mm-hmm. He, you know, from Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. I know overseas elite has a bunch of guys like uh, I think Jared Jack um, is on oh, their wow. team. Also, like Joe Johnson, Jared Jack, they're, they're stacked for sure. Um, it's but, like uh, bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I don't well, know. Like what, what now they're now they're saying that Joe Johnson could get a contract from like the Nets for the restart. So that would be ideal if they pull him out of the tournament before. I mean, like, at this final. rate, the three of us could get contracts from the Nets for the restart. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Abe, one is actually realistic for Will because he's a really good basketball player, and we just we just also played a two three zone growing up. What's it like playing in that zone? It's also hilarious that the Bayheim team yeah. and the Syracuse team actually plays that. Yeah, no, I mean, like it's definitely different than like your traditional two three zone. Like it's a lot more like movement. Like like usually in two three zone, you're just standing there, you know, ball goes side to side, and you're not really like moving too much. But in this one, like you gotta like. Um, pretty much guard, you're guarding pretty much two people at once but like the whole mm-hmm. time um so like it, it's definitely harder but um i'm getting used to it and like it's uh like like i had to play the five the five yesterday for a little bit just because like we're so small um and I, i've never done that before but uh yeah what, so yeah it's good what position are you normally i'm like a three four usually three four yeah okay how tall are you i'm like six eight six nine Six oh, nine with shoes. Six nine with shoes. Let's go by that. Same. I feel that. Same. <laughs> I'm sitting down right now. I, am, so. um, I mean, we've seen that in the NBA. Like, 
zone is like kind of becoming more of a thing in the NBA, but to the point where they're moving the ball so much, it kind of just becomes like an extended man to man in a way. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely weird in the NBA just because like there's defense in three seconds. So like mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. Like I, like I know the Mavericks and the Nets play it. Um, and they actually, and like, anyone who plays my Sixers. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, no, like they're, you know, the teams are adapting to it. Uh, I feel like it's way more effective when like you can, you can be in the, in, in the, paint on defense like I, like it's way more effective but uh i'm usually like a like i'm really like i'm a man guy like man-to-man guy so like it's uh i just think it's way i think it's better but i mean i don't know zone is good too so i'm curious more about the bubble life because we've seen with the nba is launching their bubble there's like hangout areas ping pong video games stuff like that do they have any amenities for you guys or am i looking at your amenities right now yeah you're pretty much looking at it like we have a we have a team room um that just has like it's just like a regular like hotel team room you know like there's a tv Mm -hmm. in it um like some tables uh but besides that like there's nothing like they don't want you like going near anybody else so like they want you in your room or in the team room pretty much that's an interesting differentiator between the yeah. NBA. Like, it seems like they're promoting that these guys are going to be together hanging out. But I just thought about something that's funny. So we talked to Derek White from the Spurs last week. And every Thursday, we do a segment called Ranked. And we ranked the top three perks of staying at a hotel. So you're obviously in a slightly different situation. But now that you've been in the hotel for a week, like, what are the best things about being in the hotel? Obviously, it would be cooler if you could be at the hotel bar with teams or friends and stuff. But yeah. what's good so far? I don't know. I mean, probably just like, you know, the AC is always blasting. Um, I don't know. Like, you have people that, like, clean up after you. Um, and, uh, I, I, I mean, you have food delivered to you. Like, I, I can't even really think of three. Like, <laughs> No, nah, I mean, that's... <laughs> Abe, honestly, we forgot maid service. That's definitely one of the yeah. most underrated things about staying. So when you go to practice, they clean up the room, and that's. I think it's like it. the fourth day um, they're allowed to like come in and clean the uh, room. So right. does it? Does I'm assuming you played AAU growing up. Does it feel like your AAU days kind of in this bubble where you're just in yeah. a hotel, really just playing and going back to your room? I mean, it, it kind of feels more like you know college, like. Uh, like playing and staying over on the road yeah on the road pretty much because like we would always stay one to two nights when we go play away so it's kind of like but like you can't even you can't even like at night go chill in your room in your teammates room and watch tv can you i think you can but like they would rather you do in the team room so so are you guys are you guys there together every night just like chilling yeah yeah. like last night we we rewatched the game after um you know just like chilling you know Um, would you pick up one in the film um, our defense... Loki can play the five. <laughs> yeah, Loki <laughs> can play the five. Um, our uh, our zone was really working. Um, like we caught, we forced like eighteen turnovers. We played one possession of wow. man. Um, so like that was really big, and uh, we can go. Like I think that we can win it pretty much. Just like we we made I think seven threes and still won by I think eight. So like we make or no i think we made four four threes and we still won by like eight so you know if we hit a couple more threes we have a lot of shooters well i think we that's a great film session just sitting down watching and thinking yeah. like hey i think we can win yeah. like we're, we're good yeah 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 so so jack and i when we first started this podcast we we gave our nba comparisons like to our styles of play jack was a little called himself russell westbrook i mean anyway 
Um, I call myself more of a Draymond do-it-all type guy, even though I hate Draymond. For for those that aren't tuning into the tournament and watching you and the Bayheim Army playing, who would you say that your pl- play style compares to in the NBA the most? Um, if you were to pick one player. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to like copy you, but I'd probably be like Draymond with the jump shot. Okay. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Draymond crazy. had a jump shot. That's what you yeah. forget. Oh. <laughs> Dude, he shoots, he shoots with a backpack on. Okay, yes, and his <laughs> jumper has significantly gone downhill. But I will always point this game. Game seven. Oh, when, Draymond had one good shooting game. I forgot he had a jump shot. Go look at that series. He shot the three effectively, but uh, yeah. I like that comparison. Or, or if you uh, – I think a better comparison would be like, you know, George Sneeing from uh, the Jazz? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so of course. Probably like him. Probably like him. Okay. But I don't know if he has the COVID survivor aspect of his game that <laughs> nah, you do. probably not. That's the thing. <laughs> so maybe we're looking at a um, – I don't know. Who's gotten it? A... Torian Prince? No, you're not <laughs> Prince. Like a Rudy Gobert. I like the... Yeah. I li- I, now that he plays the five. I like the <laughs> Nyang. And we should talk to the Rockets. I mean, 6'9", playing the five. That's kind of right in their wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, that like is a, like ideal a, center for them. You're actually a little too tall. I would rather not play five, but you know, like if I, I'll do anything to play in the NBA. So yeah. if, if that's true, who, yeah. who was your team growing up, or who's your favorite team? Um, I hate to say it, but the Knicks. It's been my, you know, Jack's Knicks fan. It's, it's over for us, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, not like we had it that we could have had it that year. Like that's all I gotta say. Both of these guys <laughs> made it to the bubble. No Knicks will be there, but yeah. Uh, that would be yeah. kind of fun to yeah. play for the Nets. What about what about the G League route? Like, would yeah. that interest you, or is it more intriguing to go play overseas? I was thinking about it. Like, um, I th- it'll depend on like the fit that I have there, and like how how much they see me playing. Just because like I don't want like a a first rounder to come right. and like play with play with like be on a two-way with us or like get sent down for a little bit because then mm-hmm. all my minutes like they're, they're gonna take my minutes just because like they're you know first rounder um, so it's really all about your next step before going to the league is really about where can i get the most film on me exactly and like where can i show that like i can do you know um everything like yeah like like right now like for this team i'm gonna have to you know like like i'm gonna hustle i'm gonna you know get rebounds i'm gonna you know score um but like i, I like i score you know almost 1900 points in in college like i can i, I can put the ball in the hoop so he's uh, a bucket pretty, is what he's trying to say i pretty much want to just like show show people that um you know that like like like, like i belong there and um yeah mm-hmm. so it's interesting we talked to trayvon jackson who the point guard from wisconsin the lefty point guard from a a, a while back and he did the overseas route. He tried to make the league. He actually ended up at Buck's summer camp. And he said exactly what you were talking about. He was like, I was playing out of my mind. I played like they would only let me get six minutes in the scrimmage and I would have like eight points, four yeah. assists, two steals. Yeah. But they had just drafted and signed a couple exactly. young kids. And he was like, it doesn't matter how I played. It's the business. They're going to they already yeah. invested picks in these guys. They're going to go. So he yeah. ended up overseas. Yeah. Uh, but that's interesting. I, yeah. I think people don't or don't understand the business side of yeah. the sport. It's also about the, the pure, like, in the G League, it's like kind of like you're a minor league baseball player where you're not really getting good treatment. Like, you're traveling from buses from city to city. Whereas if you go overseas, you're a professional overseas. You're in their NBA, so you're kind of exactly. more considered in the, the amenities of that sort. But, I, I mean, obviously the end goal is the NBA, and wherever you can get the most tape is – is the route yeah you said germany and turkey like what about like 
Portugal or the beaches of Spain. Like, <laughs> no, I, I mean, honestly, like, like wherever, um, like wherever showing interest, I'm definitely gonna look in. Like, like I have to wait for the offers. Obviously, like I don't really, I, I've only gotten you know one from like a small team of Finland, but that was like way early. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm not you know. <laughs> um, come on, uh, we have some Finland. We have some f- Finnish. Finnish. Finnish we have some Finnish listeners, so okay. we will top at them. Oh so, no, Finland's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, yeah, honestly, like I'll, I'll really go wherever you know, like I can, you know, like I said, get the most film, you know, make make some money. Um, obviously, want to be somewhere where it's not like um, totally in like bumblefuck. Uh, right. You know, so like I, I want to be around you know like like travel world you know like see some see some good uh meets me good people you know see some good places um but uh and then if i can use that use that to get back um to the states like i'll i would love to do that um so pretty much like what has your agent told you so far about the draft the combine the process especially with everything that's going on yeah i mean he does he really doesn't know right now like nobody really knows like they, they just they know the draft is on i think August twenty fourth. I don't know if I'm wrong about that. Um, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think they might have even moved it back. No, I think it's like the second week in October or something. Yeah. It's like oh wow. Free agency okay. starts like October tenth, maybe, and then like four days later is the draft. Okay. So, so the thing that like most most like kids coming out of college are gonna um, have to deal with is like if they want to go overseas or if they want to stay in the stay, stay and try to make the NBA and possibly not make it and not have a job. So like, mm. because it's going to start so late and I think over most teams overseas, like they cancel their season. So they're going to start on time, I think. Um, so uh, like if you, if you stay in the States and like, you're not, and you don't make a team, like you might be fucked. Like, but if you go overseas, like you, you could have, you get film and like, you could possibly make it back the next year. So like, it, it's going to be a thing like that, that kids are going to have to deal with. So. That's actually super interesting. I, I didn't think about that. That sweatshirt you're wearing, did I see that? What is that sweatshirt? Oh, this is just like a, yeah, just like a TBT. Like, um, it's, okay. like a, it's like a warm-up kind of, but uh, okay. gotcha. I don't know. Like, it's, it's kind of nice. So I thought I had seen that somewhere on TV or something. And I mean, probably like, watching the TV. Show. Yeah, no, that that might be it. I was just so That's confused. I was like, too. where have I seen that? But yeah, that, yeah. that would then make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do a little rapid fire, and then we'll get you out of here. Um, all right, team you would most like to play for in the NBA? Um, probably, uh, probably the Warriors, just because like they're kind of small, can do everything, um, or like okay. the Spurs. Yeah, something like that. I like that. All right, get into that system. Uh, player you would most want to match up against or play against? Uh, Gordon Hayward. I, I, like I, I try to, I try to model my game after him, but like I, I feel like I'm a little like more of a tougher competitor. But um, yeah. uh, you know, like a don't, better... don't shoot that well. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, probably him. Uh, what would you wear on the back of your jersey if you're in the NBA restart? Uh, I don't even know. Um, probably something about being like not like not being silent. You know, just like, um, like that. yeah, something like that. I don't know the exact. What words, but. What is your go to pregame meal? Not in a bubble. Um, chicken parm. <laughs> Ooh, okay, that's what's a heavy your, meal. Yeah, what's your go to postgame meal? Go to after a big win. After a big win and chicken thirty parm. point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit. Well, yeah, probably chicken parm. No, um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like something like like with a lot of like uh, like carbs and like 
like I don't know, like pasta and chicken. Probably I, I just make mm. that, you know. Yeah. Let's end it on a good note. LeBron or MJ? Um, I got two answers. <laughs> oh well, no, that, you know what? Like, I actually like that. I like that. Like right now, I'm I'm MJ. Just after watching the, the docu series, like the documentary or whatever. Um, I just think I'm just like wow, like this dude is just unbelievable. Like I've never well, yeah, seen... propaganda propaganda yeah. does that to a person. Yeah, I mean, like I, like I used to be, I used to be Braun, but I think right now I'm I'm MJ, and I think it's gonna stay until I see something see something about lebron until bronze propaganda <laughs> yeah, comes exactly. out he's building a whole media company to yeah to build a documentary yeah. for him i mean what can't the guy do i just does, don't get it he yeah. can do it all abe yeah. loves to do more than anything all right my last rapid fire is um not that had, rapid yeah it's not that <laughs> rapid i had a question for you um what player who's your favorite player growing up uh favorite player growing up um I don't really. I mean, I think it was like it was Gordon Hayward. Um, oh, okay. Honestly, like, uh, like if I like Utah I really Gordon liked, Hayward. Uh, yeah, like Utah Butler, Gordon Hayward. Butler, Butler um, Gordon Hayward. Butler Gordon Hayward. Before that, yeah. Uh, before that, I was, I was, I really liked um, Michael Finley. I really liked Michael Finley growing up. Um, I don't know if you. He was great. Yeah, he was a great but, piece uh, on the, those Mavs teams. Yeah, yeah, it was just like he was just so solid, you know. He was he was such a good player, um, and I really enjoyed watching him. So, I all right, last one. No, I remembered my question before I forget it again. <laughs> who's the Who's the toughest or best player you played against in your college days? Um, that's tough. Uh, either maybe VJ Beecham from Notre Dame. He was really mm-hmm. good. Um, uh, oh. Um, Adam Schofield was pretty good too. I played him. Admiral um, Schofield. Was yeah, he's yeah last year. He, he, was, right. he was really last good. Last one. So. We got the bubble coming up for the NBA. Give us your Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals pick and who's winning it all. I'm going uh, Bucks, um, Bucks, Lakers. And I think I'm going to go with the Bucks. All right. You went one for three on that. <laughs> Could you imagine if if Giannis delivers LeBron an L? That I've would got, be yeah. that would be the the league would be different for the rest of time. Well, think, he only has a few years left. He's in his seventeenth year. So. But that's what I'm saying. This would be the changing of the guard officially. If yeah. the Suns and Pelicans knocking them out of the playoffs last year wasn't the playoff race. Sorry, my bad. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say Sixers Lakers Sixers over Lakers. Sixers. I mean, he's a I don't he's a Philly fan. Don't even entertain it. Just let it go. Yeah. I don't. No. I, I mean, I just think that like the Bucks, like they're like so new school right now. Like they, they, you know, their five man can shoot like I don't know from thirty five feet. Like they're yeah. they, they just have so, they just have so many weapons. Like I don't think that Javale is gonna be able to guard out there and block the rim. You know, so like I feel like or like protect the rim. So um, yeah, I just think the Bucks. Yeah. The evolution of Brooke Lopez's jump shot is still something Nuts. I don't understand. It makes Nuts. no sense. It's something like, to marvel at. Dude, he pulls Dude, up from like thing... four feet behind the line. And he's got that shot. It's crazy. You can't block it. Yeah. No, yeah. The, the only thing that makes sense to me is that he could shoot this whole time, but teams weren't, like, coaches weren't letting him, like, shoot in games. And then, like, once he got to the Bucks, they were just like, you know, I'll get a fire. Like, so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Not a bad <laughs> point. Fine, yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate the yeah. time. What's your, uh, what's your Instagram so people can throw you a follow? Will underscore Raymond four. Okay. All right. I assume you're number four. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I was back in the day, but uh, I like okay. 10 right now. So. All right. All right. Fair okay. enough. All right. Well, we appreciate the time. Best of luck. Um, and I'm sure your agent uh, told you we hey, – what are we entitled to if they win the tournament for coming um, on the podcast? I think uh, We'll call it 20 of your 120. Okay. That's cool. That works. Sure. We'll split That'll it do. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, Take it easy, man. Uh, Stay safe. Uh, you do. All right, fam. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Will. We will be back after the break. All right, fam. Abe had some follow-ups to that conversation with Will. He had an idea for you guys. For us. Abe. As in the for fam. Yeah. Um, so I think that we should put together a snapback tournament or snapback team for TBT next year. Ready for the roster? At point guard, Joe Schwartz. Shooting guard, Trayvon Jackson. Three guard, if Jay Williams' knee is holding up and he's ready to go, Jay, we can suit up for us. Um, I guess you and I can play if we're needed. I can head coach. We can be um, off the bench. Scal at the four, our big man. And uh, the roster is still in beta. Nonetheless, I think with that base of a roster, we got a chance at the million. What are the rules? No, No NBA, right? Obviously. I don't know. Joe Johnson's playing. Yeah, Joe Johnson is in it. Hakeem Butler, he's a sleeper. He's a wide receiver in the NFL, but he's a hooper. Uh, Jack Flaherty, I think he can play too. And I think we could maybe convince Derek White to retire. We could potentially. We could be like, hey, Derek, instead of signing that extension that you're up for, just, that would probably net you no, 50 just pull mil. The, just do a we'll, McGregor. Just retire fakely. Idea. Speaking of which, is he back? I think I saw a tweet that it's gym time or something. Didn't see that. Did not see that. All right, fam. Let's get into ranked. Today's ranked. We are ranking the best appetizers of all time. Our favorite apps. Uh, we already had the whole entree appetizer debate conversation not in a our past episode. Not a yeah, not really a debate. But we're going to rank our top three. This will be on Snapback Pod on Instagram. Make sure to rank your top three in the graphic we post. My number three is. A cheese and meat board, charcuterie to be specific. Nothing better. Well, there's two things better that are on my list, but an excellent, excellent appetizer. Great to share with the friends and family. They got jams, nuts, olives. You got everything, different types of meats, different types of cheeses, normally accompanied by a nice crostini or a baguette. Cheese and meat board. Cheese and meat board um, is spectacular. Yeah, for me, that doesn't really... I'm not really like that's not an appetizer you get at a restaurant more that's like a mom puts Fully out enough. for a mom puts no, it out for no, a happy no. hour. Mm-mm. Nonetheless, Mm-mm. it's your list, wrong or not. My number three, and this is I switched because originally we were gonna do appetizers you share, but you can't share this one. A favorite since I was a kid, French onion soup. Absolutely love French onion soup. soup. Wow, I don't know if that counts. That a hundred percent counts. I do counts. not know if that counts. I get it before my entree. I'm, it counts. Like ninety nine percent positive. You look at the menu. It says appetizers, and then it says soups, and then it says salads. That is something that is a hundred percent an appetizer. You get it before mm, the meal. No, French because onion there's soup. a cup. There's a cup and a bowl, and sometimes a bowl of soup is your main. If entree. you get it, if you get a soup for your entree, you're, you're just. What are you I doing? Agree. All I'm saying is French onion soup is the most overrated appetizer of all time. 
um, because you just eat the cheese. No one actually likes uh, the onion soup that you looks like a cesspool you, you from the toilet. You couldn't even you couldn't be more wrong. French onion soup, lick oh, that thing dry, terrible, and then pick off the burnt terrible, cheese. Number two. I'm deciding between number two and number one here. Number two, this is tough. It's more like 1B. I fucking love calamari. I absolutely love calamari. Always love split it or not. Least ordered for the most fire. I'll give you that ratio. Squirt the lemon on it, marinara sauce. I love calamari. It's never anyone's first choice for me. It was that's always my my biggest problem. No, no, no. I'm saying like. I mean, we're obviously going to get some calamari when we're together coming up soon, but I can never find someone to partner with. And then it's a bit too big to take down by yourself, too expensive. But I like that pick. It was actually, it was my number four. It was my original number three. Cheese and meat board surpassed. It It was going to be my honorable mention. Uh, All right. My number two is Southwestern egg rolls, specifically from Chili's. You love chilies. Oh my god, they just hit different. The fried tortilla. I wouldn't be mad if you said like some type of egg roll in general because there's very different. Mm -hmm. Like you can get cheesesteak egg rolls that are so good. You can get like like uh, I don't like Asian egg rolls. That's my that's like uh, what do they have? What do they have at CPK? Like the avocado something egg rolls that are so those are those are exactly what the southwestern egg rolls are. Except chilies makes them like ten times better and has a guess what they have. Some dipping sauce. Orange dipping sauce. Oh, we I don't even think we've told the fam about that. (laughs) The number one my my best take I've ever had in my life, and Jack can agree with this, and so can Casey. You might have said it on the pod. Nonetheless, there's no better anything in the food world than any type of sauce that is orange. Just I've definitely said this before. Chipotle mayo, spicy mayo, thousand sauce. Anything. If it's orange, I don't care what the name is, I'm using it. But whatever. Um, Hold on, I'm your up, number I'm one. Up, I'm up. Yeah, my number one, and I, this came to me in the moment, not in the moment. While we were planning this list, I was like, "This has to be crab pretzel." It's a Baltimore thing. It's a Maryland thing. This is just crab. another. This is just another rank that I'm. See, which, no, what was the no, rank that we did last no, week? No, no, uh, no the hotel no. rooms. You Damn, lost that one. I took it out. This one, no. I'm running away. Crab, with. not even close. Crab, crab pretzel? pretzel. Crab pretzel. All right. Everyone loves a pretzel, right? You know when you get a pretzel and you get the cheese dipping sauce, the hot pretzel. Very overrated. Okay, but I'm talking about you get it ordered at dinner. That's this on crack. You get crab meat, you get cheese, you get some Old Bay on there, and some dipping sauce. You're seriously going to sit here and tell me if I gave you one appetizer for the rest of your life, it's a crab pretzel? I'm telling you, you would pick that if you ate them. But it's your number one. Correct. So if I gave you one appetizer for the rest of your life, it's crab pretzel? That's correct. Jesus. My number one, so easy. Everyone loves them. Nachos. Nachos for the nah. table. Nah. Melted cheese, chicken nachos, nah. beef. You get the jalapenos, the sour too much, cream, the guac. Too much, too much debate, though, on the nachos. No debate. It's too much, it's too much uh, coming together for... Yeah, too much collaboration. Well, oh, you, I, go to, I, go to dinner, oh, I, I go to dinner with teammates, personally. Whoever I trust... That's who I go to dinner with. If you're going right. to be like, and then you got one guy worse. wants chicken. There's one guy who wants beef. There's one guy who doesn't want jalapenos. And then let's not even discuss the worst part of a nacho platter, how they never get cheese on the lower chips. They're only top shelfing. The second half of a nacho appetizer, trash. Nachos are the goat appetizer. Always a Quesadillas fan favorite. Quesadillas are a way better Mexican food appetizer. I'm glad That's we can get fact. an honorable mention. Because you can, you can split them up. 
So what Evenly. if there's five of them? You can, and there's you only can, three of you. You can order chicken and steak. You can't do that with the nacho. What if there's five quesadillas and there's only three of you? Whereas And now every- with COVID? Nah, too much. Too much touching. Well, you're ripping apart the same pretzel. Nah, fork and knife. Fork and knife. Egg rolls separately. Cheese and meat board separately. I just, I just ran away with that ranked. Nah, I actually strongly disagree with Ran away with that. What the fuck is a crab pretzel? Oh my god, you're actually slept. You're you're asleep right now. I'm going to need you to wake up. All right, fam. That wraps up today's episode of Snapback Sports Pod. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to hit subscribe. Make sure to hit follow on Spotify. It's free as always. You guys know the deal. We will be back on what's today? I guess this is our Thursday. Unless my, we'll be back on Monday. I'm my, so out of it. Unless my back breaks. Final mention is going to be the Ravens just announced that we will not have fans this season. Season tickets will not be a thing. Uh, If we do have fans, we'll have a max of 14,000 people in the stadium. It's absolutely heartbreaking for me. But I guess if the show goes on, the show goes on. All I want to do is be in Tampa watching Dare lose to the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Is that too much to ask for? Uh, I would love to be in Philadelphia to watch Tare lose to the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. You know, okay. just can't play in the right. Super Bowl. Yeah, no, definitely. Fair. I would love to watch the Eagles beat Austin Eckler in the Super Bowl. <laughs> or do we have any other AFC people on this pod? Um, um, I think oh, a bunch of Steelers. So we're definitely down to beat those. those I mean, they're just not doing anything this year anyway. They're best team in the AFC. All right, fam. Thank you for listening. Make sure to hit subscribe. Make sure to follow. Leave a review. Five star. You know the deal. Snapback fam. Much love. Thank you. I got my eyes on you. You're everything that I see. I won't show high love and emotion. Endlessly. I can't get over you. You left your mark on me. I won't show high love and emotion.
friend around me Cause you're a good girl and you know it I know exactly who you could be Oh, just hold on, we're going home 